0: You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell
1: and Steph Muniker. We're here to listen and share stories of motherhood and life from the trails from mamas who run ultra marathons.
0: We hope to be a resource and encouragement to all moms who continue to show up, run, and chase their dreams even after having kids. It's not easy, and we'll talk about all the hard and real parts that make up this crazy lifestyle.
1: But we're also here to celebrate and inspire each other to keep finding their inner mom strength that allows us to show this sport new levels of grit and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run
0: Hard, Mom Hard. Today, we have on Annika Brewbaker. She's lovely. Uh, before we talk more about her, Steph, how are you doing this week?
1: I am good. So I got an email last week and I posted about it on my stories that I am officially in in both the spring and the fall, superior. So 50K and 50 mile. Whoop, whoop, I know. Fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Like I freaked out because I got an email from Ultra Sign Up. And it was it was kind of weird. And then like the race director emailed us and was like, hey, sorry. If you got an email from Ultra Sign Up, you're in cuz it kind of made it seem like you were waitlisted but there's no waitlist for the race like it's once you're in you're in or if it you're you know you're not um so I was pretty excited about that and then I realized that um I had gotten the dates wrong and one of Aaron's cousins is getting married the spring superior and mm. it's four and a half hours away <laughs> so I'm like no per- perfect okay so now I'm Aaron's like well how are we going to do that and I'm like well, there's no kids allowed at the wedding. So we, we're we just going to have to have a weekend of no kids that weekend. If I get in, a, in six hours or less, which I'm pretty sure I can do for 50K, we will make it to supper like at the reception. And I'm like, I'm going to oh have God. to bring dry shampoo. I'll have to bring wipes to like wipe down everything. I'm like, we're just going to, I said, I am not going to miss this. I have been trying to get into this race for years now. And like, we're just going to. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we're staying the course. We are
0: staying the course.
1: I'm oh like, God. so uh, we're going to do that that weekend, huh? And I'm like, yes, sorry. We're going to, it's going to be a lot of driving and a lot of like sprinting around, basically. And like right when I cross the finish line, we're going to have to go. But
0: hey, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just run faster. Yeah, I
1: know. Let's do it. My tempo runs are super important now. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. Let's click off those miles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. That's really exciting about those races. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to have a great weekend too. Like that's going to be like a date weekend. Yeah. Which is And there's no kids anyway. So it's like, you have to have a babysitter. So you might as well just add a little quick 50K on that. And you know, just... Rocket.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty excited. I'm sad that we'll miss the wedding portion of it, but we'll hit reception and supper and all that stuff. So oh, yeah, fine. we'll be good. I'm excited. Cool. And I'm just like really eager to be in like a race and to push my distance. Cause it'll be my first 50 miler this September. Cause I was right, training right. for one and it got canceled right. with COVID. Um, yeah. So it'll be my actual first 50. Yeah. That's going to be big and fun. Yeah. Really cool. And I've been trying, like I've and been cool. thinking about this for years now, superior 50 is my first 50. And so I don't know. I'm just, excited. yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. Good. That makes yeah. me happy.
1: Yeah. Cool. What about you? Oh, and I'm going to, when this releases, I will be in LA. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to Disneyland for my nephew's birthday. Um, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that's gonna and be so fun. Last night, Aaron was like, um, "Is there gonna be beer there?" And I'm like, "At Disneyland?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, um, "Yes." And he's like, "Okay, well, that's good." And I'm like, "Do you not know like anything?" He's like, "Literally, have never been. He's been to a theme park once when he was three. He doesn't remember it. He's like, I don't know how <laughs> these things work. He's like, I have no idea what to expect." <laughs> Oh my gosh! And I was like, OK, well, yes, there will be) <laughs>
0: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: but I'm pretty excited for the I don't know if anyone is Star Wars fans, um, but they have like the, "You can fly the Millennium Falcon. You can? Yes. There's a whole ride, and you can either be a pilot, an engineer or a gunner. And oh, you like actually fly it. Oh my gosh. I know. What? Oh, I mean, Dashell is obsessed. You should watch a YouTube video about it. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Joanna was like obsessed with it. Uh, We watched it yesterday and she's been asking to watch it again.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yeah. we got to get the kids over there someday soon Yeah, because
1: they would freak out. I know, I'm pretty excited. Cool. Yeah. So So fun. Anyway, what about you? Well, um, okay. So
0: on the other end of- um, training and running and like the less successful end. Of things. No. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm like doing like hurdy 30, trying to do like something big every month, yeah. you know, yeah. and honestly it's not going well. <laughs> We're one month in. Oh. Um, I was supposed to do a ski race this last weekend. And that was really going to be awesome because I haven't raced like a Nordic skate ski race. I haven't done a race since high school and it's like every winter it's like, there's, it's either like life is really busy or I'm pregnant and not going to do a ski a race, you know? Um, and so I just really was looking forward to this. It was going to be my thing. It's uh, a race I've done in the past. It's like a point to point, um, mostly downhill, super fun but um, like literally everything was against me. Everything. Mm. Like, first of all, Chase was out of town that weekend, which couldn't complain about because that was my fault. I sent him on a little writing retreat to a cabin on a river somewhere else. And, um, which was cool for him, but, um, I was like, okay, dang, that, um, is going to not help my race. But then um, and I got work off that day. Like a friend was going to come do it with me. That friend canceled. Another friend was going to come not do it with me, but like be there and like support. And, um, there's no shuttle this year because mm-hmm. of COVID. COVID. So it's point to point. Like, how would I get back to yeah.
1: your car the start? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, cause I didn't. Yeah. And then that friend, uh, wasn't able to be there. And mm-hmm. then another friend, uh, wasn't able to sign up with me. It, it just on and on and on. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, like this literally,
1: it's just so hard. Sometimes it's so hard for a mom to make it somewhere to a start line. It's so hard for moms to plan anything that's for themselves. And then when you have to like, okay, so you're starting a race. Normally people would just like plan for the race and this is what we're going to do, but you have to like be in charge of everybody else. Like this ding like this trip that we're taking. Aaron's like, I'm all packed. And I'm like, good for you. I have four other people to pack for. And I have to remember my breast pump and like all the things for all the tiny humans that come along with us. And I'm probably going to forget, you know, my underwear. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Totally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, good for you. Um, I still have a day's
1: worth of packing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, it's true. Like, you had so much, so many other things that you have to plan just to get to the start line. And it just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry that and, happened. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's okay. It turns out like also the snow has been really bad, mm. really icy. And it's like, when you're on thin racing skis, like you can't stop, Yeah, you know, unless you fall or sit down or something like it, it was, it's been really sketchy up there. So it was probably for the best. Um, when I let my coach know, I was like, I don't think it's going to happen. He's like, great. I'm not a huge fan of ski racing anyway. Cause he's had like athletes that have like pulled, like teared, Mm -hmm. torn their ACLs, like multiple years, like Mm -hmm. in ski races. So that was kind of funny. I was like, okay, great, cool. Well, um, but then I was going to do like some long run and and then it's like, I don't know if we've kind of been a little off, like a little stomach bug or something. I literally, there's been so many times lately, just in the last couple of weeks where I'm like, okay, I'm so tired. I'm not feeling great. I'm like feeling off what's going on. Am I sick? Do we have COVID or am I just a parent? And I'm tired because I like, there was one night. Okay. So one night Greta slept through the night. 12 hours. That was amazing. Yeah. But then she quickly reverted to her old ways the mm-hmm. next night. And then there was one night where she was up it's five times. Such a tease. Such Yeah. It's such a tease. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so maybe that's just what's making me tired. And then I'm also achy, but it's like, my back's always achy. So yeah. it's like, am I ill or am I depressed? Am I melancholy? Like what <laughs> is going on?
1: Well, and like, I think a lot of it too, is like dropping of your hormones. Like there's still like there's still hormonal things going on, especially because you're nursing. That's true. It's just true. A lot. Yeah. And I feel like those nights where you wake up five times, I mean, even like three times or two times, like it messes (laughs) up your sleep rhythm so much. It does. Like, I don't even know like how to function. Yeah, no, I know. And it's like, and Aaron complains that he's tired and I'm like, don't tell me that you're tired. I don't want to hear it. Not your
0: mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I don't know. So anyway, that's me. Yeah. Um, but whatever, it's okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, sometimes so you didn't get to. Yeah. Sometimes things don't work out, and it's okay. Yeah. Still going. You mm-hmm. know. So anyway, okay. Yeah. Now on to our episode. Yes. We have on Annika. Baker, like I just said, um, recently, uh, she is great. She's an awesome mother runner in Washington, mm-hmm. kind of on the Eastern side. Don't get that confused with Seattle. Like she said in, in there. Um, yeah, she is a coach for team run run. She's let's see R R C A RCA certified, um, which RR. is like run road Runners club of America. Yeah. Um. And so she's a coach. She is an ultra runner. She's done a couple 50ks and 50 miler, and is doing another one really soon. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's just a great, encouraging mom and inspiring for us and encouraging. Like,
1: so nice, so sweet. Yeah. It's so fun to hear from like our listeners. <laughs> mm-hmm. People like yeah. listen. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. And everybody just has such a cool story. Like everybody, every one of us, all of you who are listening to this right now, mm-hmm. it's we're always so filled up by our community of mother runners. So we thank all of you for that. Um, yeah, but Anika also shares some, just kind of like how she got through some grief uh, times in her life. She also experienced some like high risk pregnancies and just kind of shared a little bit about like postpartum recovery and things like that. Um, she's gone through a lot to become a runner actually, just in general, she's really like, she's been so strong to even just start running. Mm -hmm. You'll understand what I mean. When you give this episode, a listen, grab your coffee or get out the door and give this one a listen. Hi, Anika, how are you doing today? Good, thanks for having me. Yes, we're so excited. <laughs> um, okay, so first question,
2: what's your life story? <laughs> Who are you? Such an easy one. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just don't give me a time limit. So my name is Anika Brubaker, and we live in Eastern Washington. I tell people it's like the desert side. They think of Washington and Seattle. No, it's in the desert. So um, I'm married to my husband, Levi. This year is actually our 10-year anniversary. Yes, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and he is a farmer. So Steph, I I totally hear you. Yeah, it's a Winter, different lifestyle. Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. Winter's not time to train because he's available, you know, and during the summer, I, I just can't. Um, and so we have Liam. He is five and a half, and Elisa is two and a half. She might be joining us (laughs) yeah and right now I'm just um really kind of working from home doing coaching and training um I do a lot kind of in the community too with our running club and uh, being involved in running and coaching there so that keeps me busy and keeping up with the kiddos and all of that yeah yeah it's a full full life. life it is
1: Um, Your son's in
2: kindergarten. So like full day school now? No, just half. Oh, half days. Oh, interesting. Which I love. So it's like part-time and I love it. It's perfect. I I don't think he could handle full-time. Like he needs to come home and decompress and Mm -hmm. just play and have quiet time. So it's, it's really amazing. Yeah. When
0: I went to kindergarten, it was half day, you Mm -hmm. know, back in the day. And then- I don't know when they switched it to full days. I thought that was really a lot also, and I was kind of I was worried about my son cuz he's started yeah. kindergarten. And but he's I mean he's doing fine. I mean he's gotten used to it, I think, but right. it it definitely it is a lot. Like half day, I totally think yeah. that that is a great way to transition into like exactly.
2: real school. Long. Yeah. It is. It is and it's a long time from us and even he misses us in the mornings. So he's like, but it's so long. And I was like, buddy, you don't even have any idea. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's oh.
0: yeah. Our son, he pretty, like he gets really sad or bummed out if we do anything during the day when he's gone, like, because he just thinks, I think he just assumes we're just going to sit on the couch all day like while he's at school. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard for them to miss out.
2: It's like, how dare he always like, what are you and Sissy doing? What are you going to have planned? I'm like, Oh, I try to downplay it because then it's really, you know, if we do have something planned, he's gonna, um, and then that also gives like when my daughter naps, we can, we go over all his schoolwork, his papers, if he has homework, and then we can kind of have a little bit of one-on-one time and that helps. And he's very much a time, a time kid. So Yeah. yeah, that's like his love language. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be like, I don't want any quality time with you today, mom. I'm like, ah. oh, that's
0: sweet. <laughs> it's
2: sweet. But you know, some days you just don't have enough time for everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: You have been so sweet and such a huge supporter of ours. And it means so much to us to have people like Aww. reach out and tag us and like hype us up, basically. And so I want to know how you heard about us.
2: How you found yeah. us. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I've been listening, it's almost coming up on two years, right? Since you started oh my podcast. Shit. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> I know. It is crazy. Um, you had on, I think one of your very first interviews, it was like I forget her Instagram, like, like bird or something. Oh, and yeah. they took pictures of her running like pregnant, and they were just beautiful. Anyways, somehow I followed her and then she shared your interview with Emily bless the PT. And so I went and listened to that. um, And I was like, this podcast is amazing. Your intro music, I love it. It just is calming. Oh, good. good. (laughs) So I started going, and then I went back and listened to all of them. um, And up until last fall, I'd worked in the medical field. So this is like COVID time, so stressful. And I worked in an isolation room gown. Actually, I shouldn't have done it. But I would put my wireless earbuds in over like my hat and mask and everything. um, Because what I did was in a, a sterile room making ivs for patients anyways i would listen for like hours and it was so uplifting because it wasn't current events it wasn't politics it wasn't and then that was actually what i was like you know what there are moms out there that are running ultras with little kids like my dream is possible (laughs) so i it's like i am every week i'm like oh i hope they have a new podcast (laughs) a lot of times in my long runs especially training last year for my 50 milers. However, I'd realize if it was really good, it would slow me down. Like <laughs> I, would get, I would get into it and I'm like, Oh, I need to put on some music that I'm just, I'm just going too slow. <laughs>
0: totally. Yeah. I do the same thing. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, yeah. Um, this meant, so I'm like, I, I I, told you guys, I don't feel um, qualified to be here because you interviewed so many amazing women, but I really, it was super excited because I feel like I know you from listening yeah. All of-
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and I told you that you're, um, so, so much more than worthy to be on here because you're a mother runner doing awesome things. And so there you go. You're overqualified <laughs> to be on the podcast.
2: Yeah. Fun to in chat, so we'll leave it there. Yeah,
0: totally. Cool. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your running. Like how, how did you come into running? And I guess this kind of ties in because I was looking at, we'd love to hear more about your coaching also, but, um, you do on your coaching website, you, you kind of, you stress that you like maybe started later, in life with running and that, um, you remember what it's like to be a beginner, which is such a powerful thing for people that are trying to get into running. So I'm just wondering, how did you get into running? Give us that lowdown yeah. first.
2: I have kind of a unique story because I did not grow up doing any sport, any running, anything athletic. Um, honestly, it really wasn't allowed. I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. And so, especially as a female, like That just wasn't something that like I would have never dreamed about going and doing a 5K run. We had Hmm. PE two hours a week and I hated it. I would come up with every excuse not to get out there. Mostly because I was so self-conscious. But my dad was a firefighter and he always worked so hard to be in shape and I would see him running. And I'm just like, I wish I could do that. Um, Anyways, years later, so I was actually 18 in my freshman year of college when he passed away suddenly from a heart condition. And that, particularly at that time of life, cause you're like making all these pretty big life, you know, decisions and careers in college just shattered me for several years. It took um, to find my, I guess, foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved different places and schools and whatnot. Um, and I went through like a really hard relationship, very, very depressed. So one of my um, supervisors was a runner she's like, Hey, you should join us and like do this 5k and do it. And I love, I really did enjoy it, but I didn't know how to run. Like I was terrible. I would like go straight off, you know, trying to run really hard and then crash. Um, and I did that for a couple of years, um, moved again. When I moved to Eastern Washington, I took a job at a hospital here, totally got out of it. um, and had some big adjustments anyways, when I was mid like 25, 26, I think, um, I was going through a really hard time with depression and grieving like my dad and just trying to like figure all of that out. And I was like, you know, I remember how running made me feel when I did it probably five years before that for a short, very short time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to try that. But I was so embarrassed. I would walk. We live like on, at that time, the edge of town, like a half mile through the neighborhood to this farm field because there was a farm. I'd walk out there and then try jogging on it and had they like now I laugh like these baggy clothes and these big clunky air max (laughs) shoes but I loved I came home and I just remember feeling how I could pound out all of my frustration and anxiety um and that really became the time that I started developing like a personal relationship with God and it became like I could talk to him like a friend it wasn't all these rules and guidelines and I just felt such a burden off my shoulders, and so every time I'd go out, I'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to run a little bit further or a little bit faster." And sometimes I'd just go out there and cry. There's nobody out there in this middle of the farm field, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I'd walk back. And I, I just got, I just just got hooked. And honestly, I tell people like, God used that in a way to totally change my life um, because I was at a point we were newly married, um, but our marriage was not going very well at all. Mm-hmm. And it just became a way and creating confidence and self-esteem in me that I thought I could never do this. And partly that had already been told to me too, um, that it, it just, yeah, it clicked and it felt really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: The, the healing aspect of it. And I mean it makes so much sense. I mean, even just um on the podcast uh lately, you know, we've we've talked about um how, you know, we always have like kind of, you know, like sensory input or you're, you know, you're struggling with like mental like depression or anxiety and, you know, just things that like come into your body. And then you know, you have to have an outlet for that, like to get to shake it out, you know, to, yes. to move. So like you, you it out frustration yeah. and
2: things. Yeah. That's what I tell people. I'm like, I go out there and I pound it all out and I leave it on the pavement. Yeah. Like just, you know, but because I did not come from an athletic background and had zero support, I didn't even know really anybody that ran at this point. I made a lot of stupid mistakes that honestly could have ended up really, really bad. Like my first half marathon, you know, I stopped by big five and got mocha gels because I'd heard you needed gels and puked profusely. I thought you needed protein before you ran and got this kefir like shake and drank that. I had no idea. You know? Yeah. Um like brand new running shoes before something or a new and then yeah. Um you know of course my first like half marathon or marathon went terrible. I was like, I'm never doing that again, um, because I struggled to, and I didn't know, I didn't know who to talk to, and that's why I feel such uh, passion, and really why I got um, certified to be a running coach, Um, at that time, it was more to work in our community with the running club, Um, but I'm like, if I can help one person not make all the mistakes, I did, and you assume sometimes, even like now, I've been running almost 10 years, people will know, these little things that we pick up, but they, but they don't, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, Well, what made you want to keep going? You said your first half marathon and marathon were because you wanted to help people or what was your kind of reason behind that?
2: Um, I love challenges. I really do. And when I started training for my first marathon, I was having major back issues. And so I went through PT and, um, this group, and I finally saw this back surgeon and I have mild scoliosis. Mm-hmm. So it makes like my back is my spine is mildly curved and my hips off. And he looked at the x-ray and all the notes and he's like, you'll never run a marathon. You're not built for it. He's like, be happy if you can run a half marathon. And if you do that, you're going to have to do like a ton of work to do it. And I was like, so ticked off. I'm like, how dare you try to take my dream away <laughs> because I didn't know anybody that had run a marathon. And I was like, I'm going to do a marathon. Like, I don't know anybody who's going to do this. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was painful. And I constantly, like, I feel sometimes so discouraged. I'm like, I have to do all these little things so I can run pain-free and injury-free. And if I don't stay on top of, like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling like my back is going out and go to the chiropractor and get adjusted. Um, If I keep running on it, it'll end up pretty bad. So I, yeah, I hate it when people tell me no. And I think that's just the stubborn person in me. I can do this and I'm going to do it. And if it kills me, too bad. So <laughs> be it. It was my time. <laughs> I feel
1: like
2: you yeah. have to be pretty stubborn to
1: run, especially ultras. You got to be pretty stubborn. Yeah.
2: yeah. And actually, it works out great because mentally, you have to be really strong mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people, that. I'm like, yes, you need to put in the training, but it's 90% mental because when you've hit 40 miles and you still have 10 to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just have to tell your, you know, I can do it.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. And then also though, let's take like a tiny second to celebrate. Like you did this, you, you know, you said you were going to run a marathon. You didn't have anybody in your life that was doing that or like any other woman, you know, it's like, we talk sometimes about how, if you see other women like you doing it, then you think you can do it, but it's like, you just did it like did it without having
2: anybody Instagram, hashtag runner woman, mom, girl, whatever. Yeah. yeah, Instagram wasn't even a thing. then I was, yeah. I didn't have it. That was 10 years ago. So I don't even know. I probably Googled training plans, but I honestly don't know that I followed anything. I know I did do some big runs because we have, um, we're in Tri-Cities like these three bridges and it's actually really cool we have like a paved trail and different trails and I know I ran through like all of the cities and did some long runs Mm -hmm. Uh, but other than that
0: also real quick how did you get over the like like how did you get over like the unacceptance of running like in Mm. your family and and like as you were like progressing with running like was your family a part of it? Or like, I mean, because you hadn't been allowed to do that. Like, how did you overcome that?
2: Uh, still working on it, actually. I'll mm-hmm. let you know. <laughs> um, Later. I do have some amazing friends and some family members that do support me. As far as immediate family, they don't. And there was a lot of times in the beginning when I'd finish a race that I would just ball my eyes out because all I wanted was to have, you know, like my mom, my sister, somebody there. To finish, and and a lot of times in race, you know that especially before COVID, that was people were there to celebrate and hugs, and I'm like, it was so hard, and then I'm like, is it worth the pain putting me through that to, to see it? Um, And then finally, I just kind of had to get the point, like I can't, like I'm doing this sounds selfish, but I'm doing this for myself to better Mm -hmm. myself, and I can't um, rely on other people's approval for that. And even in the beginning, my husband was like not for it at all. Like he wouldn't come to any races. He didn't support it. Um, and that was really hard. Like I would go out and kill myself on a 20 miler, but not really talk about it. And it wasn't until we got kids and I started training through the winter that he saw how much I put into it that he was like, this is really hard. Like you're out there for a long time. Um <clears throat> so that is still hard. And then you know, negatively sometimes if I would have a bad race or a bad run, I would kind of retreat like Probably shouldn't be doing this anyways, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to suck at this because I didn't grow up running. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do, but that also led me every time if I had failures to go, okay, I'm going to research, like, how can I fix this or seek somebody out? Like, here's my problem. Um, right now I'm working with a PT group just to like, I went over all my pre-run routine, you know, cause I'm like, I want to run until I'm 90. So let's, let's do it right. Mm-hmm. And help me, help me go over that. So And with having kids, my kids love coming to races. Mm -hmm. When I did, if I have to travel and go away, my son literally cries. He's like, I want to be there, mom. You've worked so hard. And they get so excited to come to races, you know, and then they're always like trying to steal all the snacks. And so I try to do a lot of local ones where they can come and then seeing them like, that's huge. Now I'm like, I don't really care. Like sure. It would be great at some point to have, um, Yeah, there's still a part of me that I was like, I would love to have some of my family acknowledge it. But at the same time, they don't know anything about running. Like they might realize 50 miles is more than five miles, but they have no idea um, what goes into that. And so they just can't comprehend it. I don't bring it up. We don't really discuss it. And um, I think some like I like to share on like Instagram. And so that's kind of been my outlet. I've had my own little group of runner moms that I've met through that.
1: Totally. It's just such a big part of your life. I mean, you're coaching and you're running, you know, ultras, not just five Ks. I mean, they take a long time to train for, Um Yeah. And I was, I was going to ask, you said your husband wasn't super supportive before. So like you were, were you running like when you first started dating or meeting Mm-mm. and that's kind of a big transition, like Now, I mean, I guess it's 10 years, so it's a long enough time, but still like going from not running to 50 miles and how he has supported you through that, but is he more supportive
2: now? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we've kind of come to this, like, agree to disagree because I told him one time, I'm like, you go out there and you work in acres, not hours. He might work 20 hours straight. And during the summer, he's like seven days a week. And I call it professional gambling. He doesn't like that, but you yeah. might put all these hours in and then your crop, it gets too hot and you don't get the money for it, you know? And I'm like, you don't have to do that. You could get any job where you have consistent pay, consistent hours, vacation time, but he loves it. And I support that. And like, I back off and running in the summer. So I don't have to like need him per se to babysit for my runs. And, and that's his thing. He's like, you go out there and kill yourself on these runs. And I guess he'll see me, you know, exhausted on the backside. So that might be a little bit hard. And I'm like, but I love it. And that's what I do it. You can go out and work for seven days straight. And you don't have to do that. But that's like, and so that that has helped us relate to each other. And then he knows during the winter, like he still kind of work, he still works, but not a lot. And he like. this winter he's like okay this is what I'm thinking about doing how does this work with your running schedule um every Saturday morning he has the kids probably mid-December through March and then I go do my trail runs then um and then after that once water turns on he's like peace out
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of yeah so that's how you guys relate to each other the running and the farming yeah, and that there are similarities in there. So. Very
2: extreme. And we are both very driven, um, very dr- determined people, you know, and I think you kind of have to be. And so like when we, we, you know, when you get a goal, um, you go for it. And so then learning how to, cause I would be just fine if he didn't go work all those crazy hours. Like it is so freaking hard in the summer when you have zero backup for, I'm talking, Weeks, the kids might go two weeks or something without, especially if they're little without seeing them, except for a couple hours on Sunday morning. Um, And that's hard, but I'm like, that's his dream. That's his dream to farm. And my dream is to run crazy ultra marathons. So Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, and now it's interesting because it literally has turned into my job. Um, I coached cross country in the fall. I am directing races, coaching, you know, and I would have never thought of that but it's also really fun. (laughs) Good. Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You get to support other people who are stepping into this world that you've discovered. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, it's, it's really interesting hearing your perspective because I've always known that, you know, running or being active, you know, in any way, it doesn't have to be running, Mm -hmm. but, you know, being outside hiking, like that's all really good and valuable but it's like you had to find that and like and I'm so glad you did find that and then you fought for it and stood up for yourself in that yeah yeah
2: yeah and that's huge now to me as a mom to teach my kids like get outside and be active we did a I did a lot of hiking last summer with my kids um and took them camping and they love it you know and I'm like I don't really care if they're a runner but I want to I want them to have it built into their lifestyle that they're outside and they get fresh air and they have movement because it totally changes your mood. I mean, you have mm-hmm. a cranky baby and you take them outside; they're they're fine. There's something magical about it, um, yeah. and they're way happier too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Like I've had people, well, how can you get them to go and do your hikes with you? I'm like, they love it. Yeah, and of course you do it at their pace and you take a ton of snacks and you stop a million times, but they they love it, Mm -hmm. you know, fresh air and water change around. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, okay. When did you, um, feel like you started like processing and healing the loss of your dad, you know, when Uh, you were running,
2: running? Yeah. I would say it was really that first kind of year that I started running in the summer. Um, that really helped me kind of grasped that. And then I went back, I actually grew up in Alabama and I remember one time he was like, he worked for the Birmingham Fire Department and there's the big Mercedes Benz there, uh, marathon. And he, um, I don't know, I guess was on shift for that or something, I don't know, um, they put him on that. And so I remember him coming home and telling us about how all these people ran this marathon and it was so far. And I vividly remember the front page of the newspaper And it was a picture of all these runners and they're going to the finish line. And he was like telling us all about it. So I went back and ran that in, I think, 2017. Wow. And it's very, it was very hilly. And it was, I did, I trained all winter in the dry, cold of Eastern Washington. And then it was humid Mm -hmm. and it was like degrees. Needless to say, it was not a pretty race, Uh, but that, I just bawled finishing it because I felt like, like I went past the fire stations he worked out for years and remembered going and visiting that. Um, that was a huge healing point to me. And I felt like he was like just up there cheering me on, you know, as I finished
1: mm. that marathon. It was
2: really cool to, to do that, even though the brace sucked, but
1: <laughs> yeah. but still. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Happy-
0: That's oh. really meaningful. Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine, like trying to process that, especially at 18, like you're still so little and to lose such a significant figure yeah. in
2: life. Yeah. I, I literally felt like my whole foundation was just shattered. You know, and I remember feeling like, well, do I have a place to go to, home to, which of course I did. My my mom was there, but I'm also one of, I have six other siblings. And so four were still little, like the age of my kids, very little. And mm-hmm. so she, you know, being a single mom and dealing with that was hard for, for her, um, Hmm. and my, and my brothers that I kind of left me, like, I felt like dangling, you know, and, in thin air, but are
1: you the oldest?
2: I'm not, I actually have two older sisters and they were married. So that really helped them because they had that stability. And so I, yeah, yeah, I didn't,
1: but you you know, it's
2: because you're still
1: little enough to like right it's a, it's a very significant loss you don't have something else to turn to but you're supposed to be old enough that like your mom doesn't need to take care of you
2: right and yeah it's, it's a weird phase very weird yeah. Okay. yeah yeah very much but you know like because of that because of those like really hard dark times it's made me such a stronger person mm-hmm. um, and I can use that story to help people and and pull through it and I literally would not be a runner if it, if it wasn't for, for that, right? Because I was like, I have to do something to pull myself out of this depression. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow process all of that. And that's what I turned to. And um, I I still love the challenges. That's yeah. why I'm getting into longer distances. Yeah. Right, yeah. right.
1: So tell us about your first ultra.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so my first ultra was the Badger Mountain 55K. I actually say it's a 50 and so I was like, oh, that's not very much farther than marathon. And I had done the Mercedes-Benz marathon in February and I trained a lot. I've done trail half and marathons and any distance for a lot, basically from the beginning because mm-hmm. I love trail. Mm-hmm. So I trained on that course and I was like, oh, that's not very much farther. Well, basically now when I, I tell somebody they're training for us, I was like, plan on 35 miles. And I, I really, I didn't really train for it. And I had, we had been on vacation I bought these cheap ASIC shoes, <laughs> no support, like the cheapest shoe. And that's what I wore. Um, didn't, <laughs> anyways, it it's a, it was a, it was funny. I did enjoy it. I just remember coming up, the, I had this last climb and I hit 30 miles and I was like, I still probably have about five miles to go because I had to climb up and down. And I was so terrified I was going to make cutoff and not get my medal. And so I'm just like, crying and my feet blistered so bad they hurt so bad because I had these crap shoes on um like I've got to make it and I got to the top and I'm just like bombing down balling. like I better get there and get my medal and then we get the medal and it's like this little tiny thing like the size (laughs) of I was like you're gonna be freaking kidding me I just did like 35 miles more miles than I thought I was gonna do today for this little little thing Uh, so that was like, I want to go back and do that and actually train for it, mm-hmm. um, which I did last year. I did it as part of my training long run and it was, it was a blast. Um, I just did it. My coach was very much like do it off of easy effort and happy pace, like a training and everything went perfect. It w- It was so fun. And I think a huge part of it was, you know, you local. So I knew the course. I could sleep in my own bed. You got all your own nutrition. You don't have to travel. And uh, I, I still like, uh, it was a little, maybe a little over seven hours to, to finish that. But really, I finished it. And I'm like, I wish I was doing 50 miles today. You know, I felt so good that had I prepared a little bit more, I could have gone and done 15. So.
0: Wow. That's awesome. a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it so was- that that was training run for then your 50 miler,
2: 50 miler. Yeah. So okay. then I did tell burn 50 um, the 1st of May. And that was at the end of March that one. Um, and I kind of wish now that it would have been like two weeks out. Cause it did take me a few weeks to like, I only had one week kind of to recover and then had to kind of jump back into some big weeks. Probably mm-hmm. if it would had two weeks, um, but it, it worked. Um, yeah. And it helped me kind of gauge like, Nutrition and figuring out fuel and all of that stuff for the 50 miler. And again, like I, I really started planning because I was, I've wanted to do a 50 miler for a long time, but I thought it's not possible until my kids are older. Mm -hmm. And I started a year previous looking at races and training plans and Googling to look at blogs and listening to your podcast. Like, how can I do this? And I knew my cutoff was like. May 1st to run it because then you have a couple weeks taper and by then my husband would be getting too busy right literally I put all my eggs in the basket and COVID nobody was really saying if they were going to do the race right so I signed up but I didn't know until I want to say like April that they were even going to do it oh my gosh (laughs) um because it it was not necessarily a lottery but kind of like Mm they're just like we don't know if we can have it and I was like, this is the only one I can do because I have to by then I have to be done with my long runs. And then to be able to travel to Oregon. Um, and that's why I, I picked that one. It was beautiful, but it was also a pretty tough course. Yeah. I mean, I've heard about it.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I haven't actually done it myself, but
2: I mean, there's it's hilly. It's very I mean, yeah. I mean, what was exactly. it like? Um Tons of creek crossings so like the first 20 miles I tell people I was just like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm doing this I'm doing 50 freaking miles like and I flew through there was tons of creek crossings which were fun some of them were like you could jump and some were like okay I don't want to get my feet wet because I don't want (laughs) to run like wet socks I did pack some in drop bags Um, like climbing up logs up trees which all took time. A lot of it was single track, which is great. But then it was like this looped out and back, kind of like a figure eight and then off to the side. So when all those speedy runners it started coming back, obviously, if you're slower or you're hiking up, you stopped and you pulled over hmm. that more time. And that was frustrating. Um, and I ran by myself, which I didn't mind for probably 20, 25 miles. Um, and then I got like at this intersection kind of between twelve trails. And there was this hiker couple, and he was like, Hey, you there was probably five guys a little ways ahead of me going up. He's like, you need to catch up with them. There's a bunch of inmates up there working on the trail. And you probably shouldn't be by yourself. And I was like, gosh, okay. And these guys like they were better hikers than me, plus they had hiking poles, but I was a better runner. So we kept kind of like passing each other. So I yell at him, I'm like, don't leave me. Let me hang <laughs> you. I love them like two and so I told them and they're like oh yeah one of them said I did a training run out here and so they bring low security inmates to come out and work on the trail which is wonderful but I'm like it is race day and you have anyways Um, but that rattled me so much I had my last drop bag and I pulled my stuff out it was all guys working there there was like no I don't remember see any place to use the bathroom no private place and then they're like okay let's go. Well, I didn't think about I had extra stuff in my pack checking my water bladder. Oh no. Uh, biggest rookie mistake. Like I should have put a note on my bag because I think we had I don't know 8 miles to the next A station, 9 maybe and that was like 3 down, 6 up. Huge climb, mm-hmm. 6 miles up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ran out of water. On the shoot. Six mile. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah which then you don't feel like you can eat. Um, my energy went down, but there was a lot of falls. So I asked this one guy, I was like, did you drink from that waterfall? And he's like, oh yeah, I hunt, like it's free falling water. And he's like, but don't stalk me. Don't look me up and stalk me if you get really sick. And I was like, at this point, I don't care because I'm not gonna make it. Like I have to get water. So I did, I filled up, like I had some collapsible water bottles. Um, and I just walked it, it took a lot more time. And by the time I got to the top, I was um, kind of hyperthermic, because, you know, i had sweated so much, I was soaking wet, and I had planned on changing my sports bra and underwear, because I figured that would happen. Like, it's cooling down, but there was no place. And I remember thinking, like, man, I wanted to change that and have dry at least undergarments. Um, and that's kind of a bat on the race, I would say, the only thing, like, they should think about that. Anyways, Guys probably planned it. They don't think about those things yeah. <laughs> um, that they were like, you need to drink something hot and where's your jacket, put your jacket on. And I was just in that fog, you know, I'd been up since probably three 30 and my friend was waiting at the end. And she said, they actually radioed down and said that I needed to be checked out by an EMT. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, they didn't. And I was like, I have three miles left. Like I am going to finish, but it was getting dark and it was getting cold and, I did yeah I did finish so that was that was did you get <laughs> checked out after I didn't I think they saw that I was okay at that point like when I was at that last aid station I was like really kind of mentally like not and then a fog like my coat hello I should have thought about putting it on it was in my <laughs> pack but I didn't you know I think I was you know. so focused like I got to get up to that aid station. I got to get up to the aid station. I need water that I didn't think about it. And then I was like shaking and you know how it is when you're running hard and then you stop and the temperatures had, had dropped that. It happened pretty quickly. Um, And I had taken in enough water throughout that day and enough nutrition that I knew I would be fine with the miles I had left. Mm -hmm. Like I was, that would have happened earlier in the race. I would have been done. Like I probably would have ended up in the ER. But I was like, okay, I only have like six miles left. I can do this or whatever. Um, And I'll, I'll be fine. And yeah. So needless to say, I will be um, writing notes on my drop bags for my next one. Reminding myself. Yeah. That's 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 a good good idea. idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause you can't think you're not thinking
0: very um, clearly. clearly. No. No. And, and I mean, just like you were saying, it's like, Yeah, you could have put on your jacket, but it's like, when you're in the moment, it's like, you don't want to stop, take off the pack, dig around, put it on. Like that also seems painful and like going to make you colder and, you know,
2: yeah, it's just, And and had I been able to like change, like I said, and put on dry sports bra and underwear, that would have helped. I think I did put on dry socks there, but you know, you can't like strip in front of all these people.
0: I've never done that. Like, I've never changed the undergarments. Um, mm-hmm. But like, how amazing would that feel? Really? Like, that would feel really good. Right.
2: And I thought of that, you know, I did study the course really well and the map mm-hmm. and the age, because I knew I would be finishing enough where the temperatures would drop. And I sweat a lot. So I knew everything would be soaking wet and then, you know getting chilled that it would be a good idea but it just yeah in theory I should have just said check your water but
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know best laid so, plans.
2: <laughs> yeah that made me so frustrated with myself and I'm like I'm gonna do another one I'm gonna do another one because that was such a huge stupid mistake that it cost me a lot of time mm-hmm I had to ran really well up into that and stayed like right on track with my time that I based off of the course, you know, I'm not like a speedy. I'm like, I'm going to run where I can run and hike on the up. And that's what I'm going to eat. And, and mm-hmm. so far it's worked, but yeah. yeah, totally. Well, so have
0: you signed up for another one then? Yeah. So my plan is to do badger 50, which okay. is in
2: March. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm so excited about because I don't have to travel, sleep in my own bed and I know the course pretty well, I've been running on it. So this Friday, actually I'm going to do, I think I have 15 miles. So I'm going to do two of like, we call them um, Badger Mountain Candy Mountain and do those trails. And then the next day do another section of it. So okay. I'll really see how my legs do on the, the very back to back. To back. Yeah. Um, and there's only a little section of that course for the 50 milers that I have not done. That's road that connects it because I've done the 55K twice. And then the last climb I've done with our trail running group several times. Okay. So there's like, like, I have to connect it. It's like this whole loop. Yeah. I oh connect. yeah. Fun. So
1: exciting.
2: Yeah. Okay. It is.
0: Yeah. So how, how has it been doing that training for another 50 last year and then this year, um, yeah. with kids,
2: how's that been for you? Uh, pretty good. So I took off the summer. Um, and then I did like a strength training program and started back in. And actually in August, I did a relay. I ended up running for two people, Elkhorn. Actually, I don't know if you've heard of it, Nikki. Elkhorn Crest. That, yes. Wait, Elkhorn Relay, Eastern Oregon. You start in La Grande. I haven't done it. Relays. I've heard of it. Oh, it is a blast. Um, so really taking the summer off, I did that. I ran 28 miles, a lot of vert, <clears throat> and then did a trail with, a lot of climb, half marathon the next Friday. So that was my getting back into running for the next Um, I actually, so kind of backing up, had signed up for CAM like two years ago and then re-registered for December. And I was a little bit nervous on starting training because it was still going to be busy time for my husband. And I knew I did not have a lot of time but it was light enough that I was getting up early and doing a lot of my runs before he would leave like I would get back at 6 30 uh and that that worked out fine but then I'm like what the heck like I don't even like road marathons why did I really sign for this and so I had all this doubt and anxiety over it um but Ashley Nordell is my coach oh yeah yeah she's she's amazing like we love her totally totally gets me (laughs) it's yeah she's helped me so much So I was like, you know what, here's what I'm thinking about. I was like, really want to do Badger 50. So what if we do like a training block, focus more on speed, less miles, more intensity and do CIM and just kind of use that as my training. And it was amazing. Like it didn't even really feel like I was training to tell you the truth. It went really well. Most of the time I do like, you know how you do a big race and you're like, I'm so done with running Mm -hmm. and you just have to time off. Like you're just burnout. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way at all. And maybe it's because mentally I was like, this is the buildup. And I didn't, I did do long runs, you know, when I was running mid thirties, but I felt very comfortable with that. I could have run more, but then at the same time, would that have bumped me into burnout and mm-hmm. taken, you know, exhaustion probably. So I say we played it well. Yeah. Um, and then once my husband is more available to work, then I added in, pretty much ran four, honestly, four days, like a week, more strength training that fifth day, which is on the trails that I can get out and do on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or that
0: Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's totally, I think that's totally the sign of a successful, um, you know, training block or plan, whatever you want to call it. Like if it's totally over consuming you and you know, right. not giving Like it's taking away instead of giving to your life, you know, and like, that's not good, but it seemed like you were right at a good level.
2: Yeah. And I told people that too. I'm like, this is your training plan. It should not take over your life. Yes. You're going to have to be disciplined and commit to it, but at the same time, you know, and again, I'm not a sponsored runner. I do this for fun. And so I should enjoy it. And if it's too much, then it's not worth. And if you're too exhausted that you can't take care of your family then it's not really worth it. Yeah. And you don't have to run tons of, and that's I love Ashley's, you don't have to people think like you have to run book who's of miles. And you can train really well. I did tons of um power hiking on the treadmill, to tell you the truth. And I felt like the the trails at Telemark, which they were some were very intense. I was totally well trained for them. Yeah, Just awesome. doing and that's what I'm kind of doing now one day a week on mm-hmm. the treadmill. Yeah.
1: Well, you have to give yourself grace. If you're not doing like what you're expecting that you want to do, like some weeks are just going to be really bad. Last week we were sick. So it was really tough to get my runs in. I got them in, but it was like, I did like one mile and then I was taking care of my kids. And then I did another mile and then like, you know, and I did most of all of it on my treadmill because it was all I could do.
2: And Mm -hmm. you just,
1: you just have to do what you can with the time that you have and not get so burnt out that you can take care of people or yourself right. in other ways. Like, yes, running does take care and it fills a need in yourself, but it's not mm-hmm. the only thing that
2: it's not the only thing. Yeah. yeah. And Ashley's great. Like sometimes if it's an easy run or a curve, she's like, Hey, however, you, when I remember she put this in, she's like, however you can get it done. If you can do a little bit outside and then on a treadmill, a stroller. And so that put a thought, I'm like, Oh, I might have 30 minutes between after I like drop my son off from school to do appointment. I can get in a couple miles, you know, some miles there. And then I might have to finish on the treadmill later on, but I'm still getting my miles in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it might not look clean and pretty like some pro athlete, but we're still (laughs) getting it done, juggling everything else. And Mm -hmm. so far, honestly, it's really hard for me to ask for help um, to doing running. It really is. I feel so guilty, especially um, when people are like, like, that's your hobby. Like, you know, I kind of get that negative feedback. Um, and this Friday I was like, I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to ask for a babysitter on Friday too, that I can go. out. So, so far I've just been getting up to do my long runs at like 4am and doing them. And I'm kind of tired of that. (laughs) Like, I'm just
1: so done running in the dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's hard. Really hard. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about how you got into coaching and how that's become such a more like part of of your life, like running more involved.
2: Um, so we actually went to Bozeman, Montana, when I took my certification to do with, um, Roadrunners Club of America. And I, again, I didn't really know anybody else, but I thought, Hey, if I can learn more and help people train about running, then I want to do that. And that was, gosh, let me think, um, 2017, 18. Okay, so I think it's been four years. Um, and I really thought at the time that I would use it, I would to help more somehow in my community, be involved in my community and use running because that was what I love. And that has played, like, I think that year, we have a local running club that just hosts, puts on races. And so I helped them put together a basic training plan that were like, hey, if you want to run the marathon, here's like a basic training plan, or here's a half marathon um, to do that and then last fall actually with our city I coached cross country with elementary kids which was a blast super fun hilarious (laughs) um and then it led into me becoming a race director taking and helping with that um so yeah that's kind of the community aspect in it um I'm getting you know just a lot of fun connections and getting no people there. And then almost two years ago, team run, run reached out to me and they're like, Hey, you want to work with us? I, I knew some, actually I had, there was a couple runners that I followed and, um, coaches that they had. So I checked into it and I thought, yeah, this is going to be a really good fit because I'd actually, i had coached like helped people one-on-one running. I wouldn't say coach, like help them with training plans. I didn't charge mm-hmm. bono work. Um, But I wanted to get back into it because she was like, excuse you, 10, 10 months old or something. So it was just a perfect timing. And they are amazing. Like if there's anybody out there, that's a certified coach looking to work with somebody, Matt and Julie, um, they're the co-founder owners are just really great. And then I, I feel like I can really learn too, because one, they have so many amazing coaches. And then two, they do a lot of like zoom with other professionals that will come on and you can learn from them. So like they've had, um, the nutritionists you've had on. Oh, Heidi Strickler. Heidi Strickler. Yeah. She did like this huge presentation and like PT and other people, which are like, Hey, let's get together and talk about ultra marathons. And what are you training for? So I love that community aspect. And then you kind of have co-runners. I had dreamed about having my own coach, but then it's like, who do you know who to run out to? Like, what if they want you to run a ton of hours and you have small children, you know? And so that's, I knew of, I had done some Zoom meetings with Ashley and then you guys had her on. And I just thought, she sounds so wonderful and runs ultras and she's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. without, oh I started working with her like a year ago. Wow. Oh, That's so cool.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ashley's incredible. Well, and, um, I actually just had somebody reach out and say that we need to have Julie on. Um, yeah. yeah, One of the founders. Um, cause it is such a cool, and that is so neat because you're coaching, but you're also like, not just on your own. Mm -hmm. You're like part of a group and like Mm -hmm. all the, um, like supporting like the continuing education in it yeah. because we're always all learning and evolving, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. Yeah. that's
2: so cool. And they've put some great connections. So I am working with, it's an all women's trail six hour race, Walla Walla six hour. Um, that's in April. And then like Matt, like somehow put me together with that race director. And like, if anybody wanted to train for that, I think I'm going to go down and help with that, which is so crazy. I knew about this race because it, literally where the course is, is close to where I grew up as a little girl. So I was like born in Washington state. And then my parents moved to Alabama. It's very confusing <laughs> okay. uh, I know about this race. I haven't done it because it's never worked out. I totally want to do it, but there's really neat connections like that. And yeah, I love, if you have any questions, like I can reach out to them and you're not alone. And my goal was starting with them. I've worked in like the medical field forever. But that to become more my part-time job, I never wanted it to be full-time because I think it can just take too much, um, where I could be at home and do that. And so that's my place. That's where I'm at now. I love that. Can you say the name of that race again?
0: Walla Walla Six Hour. Okay. And that's just a woman's race? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. All women.
2: Cool. Yes. So it is, mm-hmm. I believe, full for this year. But yeah, mm-hmm. you guys should check it out. And so mm-hmm. it's like a little over five mile loop around um, a lake. And Gretchen, she has a, like a lot of neat races that she mm-hmm. she's it's all women. And so, yeah, they could like, I don't know, run X amount of loops or do the whole thing six hours. So, so cool. Love that. It's yeah. really cool to have something like that here in Eastern Washington because there's not a lot of races or trail races, or especially, um, women. (laughs) Or the woman. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's a big part. Especially like, I feel at least for like my area, like, it's not like where I'm at in life. Like there's not a lot of moms of young kids who are running. Like there's moms (laughs) who are older, that their kids are grown and out of the house, or there's people, there's women who don't have any kids. Yes. And so like my time doesn't fit in with, I know what age groups. Very yeah. well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's because, and this is what I love about your podcast is, um, moms just feel like maybe they shouldn't take the time they can't take the time to do, or they don't know how to. And so they, they give it up for a couple of years and really it's my mental I'm like I'm a better mom I'm a better person when they go out and can have like an hour to myself even if it's in the dark (laughs) but um we can do it and you know it doesn't have to look like and I thought like these super crazy you know amazing they are amazing elite runners maybe it doesn't have to look like that but take that time and just go for it make it
1: yeah you Yeah. you can
2: well, See like what you, you can said,
1: do. yeah, you said you know I have thirty minutes and I can walk in a stroller and like walk around the park and like all that stuff is time on your feet, yeah. which and yeah. an ultra really counts, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have yeah. to be perfect. Mountainous runs every single time you're right. A run, you know. Ideally, that would be great. Well, for but, sure, I would you love. Know? That, yeah. At <laughs> <laughs> the
0: Do you, um, work with a lot of moms? Like, do you specialize in that with your coaching? Um,
2: yes and no, I would love to work with more. Um, I, I'm trying to think, I would say I have like more with beginners or returning, like, okay, I've done one marathon. I want to do another one and getting them or new, new runners. Um, but yeah, I would, I would like to do more with, with new, um, young moms, I would actually like to t- take, some more like classes on, the- on that too. And like postpartum, um, and doing that actually, I do have one right now, that's, uh, and we've been working together for a while that's expecting and just kind of like tailoring it for that. So that's fun. Yeah. 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 It really is.
0: Yeah. That's so cool that you can share this with other women, because we all know that it's just, so much happens when you yeah. become a mom and
2: yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes I was thinking about this, even um, to uh, like women, I talked to that when you do races somehow, like us runners, we think we have to like have this perfect training plan and you have to be in PR shape to do these races. In all reality, I'm like, just go do it and have fun. Like, don't wait for that perfect fit fit place. If you are a mom and you get to that starting line, that is a huge win right there. Mm -hmm. When I went to CIM, that was the first time that I like flew for a race and I was gone for three days. It was insane week. Everything hit. Um, Like unbelievable. I'm like, if I even get to that starting line, I've done like most of the marathon. And I'm really glad I had decided to do that just for fun. Like not a huge go out and kill myself, um, race mm-hmm. because everything was so crazy. crazy. It's so hard, but that's been more my mentality. And I've, you know, tried to share that with some of my, my, athletes, like, you know, we put so much dang pressure on ourselves and Hey, we're not getting paid for it. Like our kids do not care if we're the first one that finishes or the last one. They're like, uh, did you bring home snacks and please wipe my butt? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> 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 yep. Mom, or I'm hungry. Banana at the end of the race. You're gonna eat yeah. that all? You're like, yeah. Well, right. I'm starving,
2: but I guess you can have it. <laughs> what would you bring home? What they have at the aid station? Did you bring anything? Back? You know, like what did you not eat that you packed?
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so what was your experience like? Um, becoming a mom while you running like postpartum pregnancy, what, what was it like for you? Yeah. Or two times.
2: <laughs> uh, pretty crazy. So both of mine were high risk for different reasons. Um, my first one, I, cause I was kind of new to running. And so I was really nervous about, I didn't run the whole trimester, first trimester. I felt terrible anyways. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of scared too, which I think it's fine. I've heard runners say that, like, I don't, you know, or maybe they've had a hard time getting pregnant. And we did try it for several months and it was winter time. Um, so I picked up second trimester, springtime. I was planning to do a half, but honestly, I was not running a lot of miles. Um, I don't even know. That's pre Garmin. So um, I actually started having preterm labor with my first at I don't remember exactly. Early 20s. It was very early. Oh, I had to stop running. They put me on light duty at work. I ended up having to stop. I was, my, my doctor joked, it was, I was under house arrest for like two oh, months. Gosh. I went out of the hospital to stop labor. It didn't matter that I wasn't doing anything. My body, hindsight is 2020. I was in a very stressful situation at work and I really feel like that was it. That mm. caused so much um, that my body just kept going to contractions. So at that time, um, the hospital I worked at where my doctor was, they could not deliver before 35 weeks. And I really wanted to deliver there. And plus it was scary. Like I was probably going to have to go to Seattle or Spokane, which was hours away. So the point was just make the 35 weeks. Well, I went into having really hard contractions and labor before that. They admitted me, I was there for four nights, five days. I don't know. It was a long time um they ended up getting it stopped with magnesium but I felt awful like I wanted to die I just was like I don't care if this baby lives I don't care if I live I was so depressed Oh. and so they um they got the labor actually I mean they really thought I was going to deliver them and my doctor knew that really mentally I was in a bad bad place he was like you know what you go home and I think you're okay if you can get out and walk and the nurse was like no, no 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 she has to keep this baby in but I really feel like he could see, I was just like, I gave up. I was like, I don't care. And she was like, this baby's going to go to Nicky, and you can't take mom's like, I don't care. I couldn't even take care of him mentally at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think I waited until like another week, like 36 weeks. I started kind of walking. I thought this baby's going to fall out on the sidewalk. First baby. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen yeah, happened. Exactly. But I was for sure. And that that really helped. So then finally actually ended up being induced because mm-hmm. right about 40 weeks. Um, so sort we of made it full term, but my, I had low amniotic fluid. Like my placenta was so stretched out. He stopped like stressed. It stopped growing. He stopped growing because of all this for months. Wow. wow. Um, but being able to get outside and walk, like mentally, I was in a better place that I was happy. I was having him. I was able to take care of him then, but the labor was hard like longer because I hadn't been active. Right. i have been, stuck inside for three months at that point, nearly because he was born the end of July. Um, Recovery was really hard. Like I tried and I thought my insides were going to fall out. I should have been referred to a PT because of my tearing and everything. And I wasn't. Um, And I remember saying like, just like something's wrong, you know? Um, So it took me a long time to return to running. After I had him, I did a half marathon at 10 months. And because of still having like the, you know, those relaxant hormones and my back issues, it caused havoc. Mm -hmm. It was awful. And I had to go back and like rehab and do all of this work. But then once I stopped breastfeeding and hormones leveled out, that next year was when I did my first ultra when he was like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, So because of that, I was like, I cannot do this again. If I get pregnant again, because they figured I would have preterm labor again. Typically that happens. Like you're and a start sooner, your next pregnancy. I was like, well, at least I'm going to run or I'm going to bike. So I gave myself a challenge to do a sprint triathlon. Uh, I could swim. Oh, well, if you threw me in a river, I would probably float at that point and not <laughs> down, but not a half mile in a river. So I got coached, got a bike and you know, started training all summer. Cause I kept thinking, okay, if I get pregnant again, at least I can swim or do something like if I can't run. And that was my goal. Uh, and I was just able to really keep that up. Like I got pregnant, I was still running easy 20 miles a week. And I kept that up, did a half, I did a bunch of other fun races with her there. Um, throughout that pregnancy, I ran to like 35 weeks. And then I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm that's walk. awesome but <clears throat> excuse me she there was a lot of complications with her like she got diagnosed actually with hydrocephalus which is water on the brain oh. it was a misdiagnosis or a complete miracle but there for a while and i had to see a lot of specialists um that put me at high risk we didn't even know if she would like if i could carry her full term or if she was born would she live how handicapped oh, was. Gosh. so we spent a lot of time preparing ourselves, like, what is this going to look like? Hmm. Um, And I just kept saying like, okay, no matter what, she's going to bring us joy and God will give us grace to face whatever we have to. And it, it was awful to you The truth. So she ended up, there was a heart concern, which she did have a hole in her heart in that clothes. um, Hmm. That about that last month, I finally felt like, okay, I'm excited to have this baby. Like it's going to be okay. I can have her in my hospital. Cause again, they were going to ship me out. And cause we don't have, it's really rural here to tell you the truth. Like we have no, to travel. I yeah, high care. Um, and then when she was born, she, my like labor was super fast and great, but she, um, inhaled amniotic fluid. Mm. And so she wasn't breathing, went to NICU. It was this bigger, and I never wanted to be those moms that had to look at their baby, like with all of The IVs, the monitors, couldn't hold her, couldn't nurse her. And it just, it kills you. Mm. They just look so helpless. And that was my first look at her just laying there, just hooked up. (sighs) (sighs) Oh, that is
0: heart-wrenching.
2: Yeah. And thank goodness I had been so active that I felt the difference between my first and second labors was night and day. Um, because I was walking back and forth, it was probably like 200 meters from where my room to the NICU, um, that I felt good enough. Cause they would, at first they wouldn't even let me hold her because she couldn't like breathe and every, and she was hooked up to everything. Um, but as she got strong, you know, I tried to hold her and then I'd go back and pump. And then two hours later it was awful. Like so exhausting, mm-hmm. but, um, she was a fighter, you know, she, we were able to bring her home, I think probably four days. So really, she did really well. It was nursing. Oh my gosh. And so
0: literally like the, what did you call it? Yeah. Hydrocephalus?
2: Yeah. yeah. I think that
0: either just like went away or was it, was, it wasn't actually true.
2: Yeah. I don't know. We had our 20 week scan and yeah. I got a call and they're like, we have some major concerns. And where would you like to go to see a specialist? Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Seattle or Spokane, there is one guy here, but you can't deliver here anyways. So like, it's, it's major. And so like the top ventricles of her ba- ba- brain, brain, we measuring big, like water on the brain. And they're like, she's, she's not going to be okay. Oh my gosh. So it took us actually like a month to get into this other doctor. So the whole time. And, you know, and we're talking over options with my OB. And of course, all he knew was from what the ultrasound tech and radiologist gave him was these measurements. Um, And then they're like, okay, we're looking at this, this, it's probably a syndrome, like more testing. And yeah, I don't know. They did like this huge, I went there for a couple months, but scans and which was honestly really amazing because it's so in-depth. You could see everything. I have amazing ultrasounds. And it was totally fine. And she's like totally fine. I don't know. She's uh, a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. my gosh.
0: Woo. I can't yeah. I can't imagine. Like yeah. that is really, yeah. You are a miracle. She's so cute. Um, it's just yeah, you don't kind of what you're saying, like you don't think that's gonna be you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and your pregnancy, um, that one was pretty good. Yes. And then, but then it's like, but you're also having this, like having to process what it's going to be like. Well, and you don't know what it's going to be like, but it's, you're pretty much just preparing for the worst.
2: For the worst. And thankfully, like I had a different OB, same clinic and he was a runner. So he's for, and I remember Pauline when I, I, so I did uh, the bachelor mountain 15 K trial and i was like i just want to have a good run i just need to have this race and he was like oh i'm a little bit nervous about you doing trial which the trial is totally easy and, and he's like but just just go do it i was like i just need this race and to back up in my first pregnancy this older doctor was on call when i first came in and he chewed me out because he felt like my preterm was from running what? and it on that yes and like through this big set that i shouldn't be running and then my doctor was like no she has been and I, the longest I remember doing is seven miles at that point, which is not long. Like to me, like no. so that's like a day, midweek run. Um, so it, 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 has not, but that's what that older mentality. That's what my mom kept saying. so because you're running, which had nothing to do with it. Because even when I was stuck at home, like being a potato cow, like just laying there watching binge water, I was still having contractions. Yeah. yeah. But I
1: think, I think like you were saying the older generation or like even like really kind of recently, like it's been a new thing that like, okay, it doesn't really hurt you or like your herpes can right. go above 130 and you're not going to kill your kid. In, you know, right. it's, it's not, I mean, unless there is a serious health risk for doing mm-hmm. it, but if you've been consistently running before pregnancy, you can continue to run during pregnancy and be fine. Yeah. 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 There's Just still right. that fear there, though. Watch you. I know it is, and it's and lingered. Yeah, and like you because were saying, yeah, for sure. And like with Joanna, I barely ran with her because yeah. I was so nervous to right. to run. And she was
2: your first, right?
1: She was my first, and I had three miscarriages before her. Yeah. So yeah, and I like,
2: feel the same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I felt like with my first two, and I didn't know anybody either. Mm-hmm. Who and I had people telling me can't, which is funny because. Okay, if you think back in the 1800s, like when the women traveled in the wagon train, do you think they were sitting in there? No, they were walking all these miles and doing all this hard work. But then it switched to where, okay, like when my mom first had hers, like you went into this room, like there was the time when dads couldn't go in there. And so she's still in my run, like, oh, you're gonna hurt the baby. Like, oh, you can, you can not do this. And then, you know, I, I heard I, I showed up like when I did that 15k trial run. I remember, honestly, I was tearing up lining up for that race and I was not I was mid 20 weeks when I did that with with my second pregnancy but I got some serious stares because it is hilly but I had been running on that all winter Mm -hmm. um I cannot believe you would do this and I just felt that those glares mostly from men and like looking me up and down like why would you even come to the starting line you have a belly how can you even and I was like "Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show yeah, you. I'll show you, and I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 And I did pretty good. I, I, I actually got a PR, wow. doing that. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So,
1: it's Just yeah, It's the I'm world. Glad. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. No,
0: we need women like you uh, yes. proving people wrong. You know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Uh, and so. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, we always do these kind of like crazy experiences. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, they help us relate to other, you know, moms that are going through similar things or, um, yeah, you know, it's like, we're all just kind of in this together is what I feel. And, you know, against, against the world, kind of a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
2: runner moms unite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes you can like get your listeners and whoever together, we could do a race.
1: That'd be so fun. It, so amazing. I know.
2: Yeah, we, like, well, Crew or something like, Hey, if you can't run, come help crew like these moms that want to do it or watch their kids. That is huge. Like that is our biggest, you know, especially when I was a working mom, I had to use a childcare that was that I felt like I couldn't ask for help to go right. do a.
0: Cause it's just um, extra. It's yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And my family doesn't live here. My husband has a lot of family, but still, you know, like if you have appointments, I'm like, okay, i used this person in the last month. Now I'm going to try that person. Yep. You
0: know,
2: yep. I it's such, yeah. I feel cute and we shouldn't. It's so yeah. stupid. Well, and it's
1: more uh, like, like appointments. Like, um, my son had a, his like four or six month appointment. And I asked someone to watch the older girls. Cause I'm like, I don't want to bring them to the doctor's office, <laughs> whatever, right. but it's guilty feeling that and that's not even a fun thing to do. And it's not even for me, but I still feel totally. guilty. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
2: And then I'm like, are we putting this on ourselves? Like why, yeah. why do we, and I think it's we, we get this, um, pressure, like we can do everything on our own. We don't, we shouldn't ask for help. And I also think there's an era, you know, where women just did everything on their own and a lot of them went crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Pregnant. Like literally they did you hear. And it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. And I have had a lot of um, other older moms that say you, I love that you take time for yourself and you, you do this because I struggled so much as a young mom um, because I didn't step away. And I, I realize now, especially cause I'm home, I'm like one morning, one day a week, which now I'm running with our trail running group on Saturdays. I need to step away. I need to, because I start getting like short and snappy and stressed. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm not a good mom that I'm just, I'm just being real. That's, that's the way it is.
0: So. <laughs> yep. You're terrible. Awful. No, no, <laughs> no. no. We're we're all doing the- Yeah. We're all doing the best we can. And yeah, um, yeah it's like, okay, what, so here's our options. Um, we run and take time for ourselves or we highly medicate. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Where? Yeah. I mean, because we're so depressed and yeah. stuck in our house, yeah. like,
2: yeah. and it's not healthy either. And it's hard to get out, you know, um, especially when like COVID hit, I was training yeah. to do a marathon just as building back. I, I did that with my second pregnancy mm-hmm. and of course it canceled, but literally the only time to myself was Sunday morning because our church canceled, you know, we didn't have church for weeks was, um, I think it's in your room on your changing table. She wants my necklace, this favorite necklace. Um, with that was the only time I had to myself because my husband worked and everything else got canceled. And I was like, why am I on her doing 15, 16 mile runs? I don't know. It's keeping me insane. We're just going to keep rolling with it. No, so yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you have to do totally.
1: that and take the time for yourself.
2: Yeah, and I tell people that and, and moms, I'm like, you know, my me time, my recharge, my batteries maybe look different for you. It might be sewing or it might be gardening or it might be reading a book or baking. Do it. Do whatever mm-hmm. it is that helps you feel recharged. And like that, you know, we I, I tell, you know, too is. We're like a, like we pour and we pour and we serve and we serve everybody else but ourselves. And you can only pour from your pitcher so long before it's dry. Mm-hmm. And you got to refill it. and mm-hmm. to find what it is to refill that, um, whatever it is. And that may look like, you know, mine is an extreme hobby. Ours is, I would say, yeah, you know, people look at us and tell us like that. Um, but that's, and realizing it's okay. And I'm still working through that. Mm-hmm. We all are. We are. Yeah. 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 Oh man. I
0: know. But yeah, I mean we're still here and we're doing it. And that's what matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we love talking to people like you, Annika. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Yeah. And your perspective and everything um, that you shared is Mm -hmm. really valuable, I think, for all of us. And yeah, it's just it's nice to be back because it's been a little while um, since we've been on the podcast. (laughs) And it's just, you have inspired me to like, I, I'm like starting to feel for a long time. I haven't felt like, um, I haven't, to be honest, like felt much interest in running too long, um, Mm -hmm. just because of where I'm at in life. And it's like just too much time. Yes. But I'm starting to feel those little inklings, like, Hmm, maybe I should sign up for something longer (laughs) in the summer or, you know, just like. Getting those little uh, yeah. like twinkles of
2: inspiration, like yeah. in my heart, you know. So well, <laughs> thank you. When you have little little babies and you aren't sleeping, I, yeah. I really try to prioritize that. If it's like setting an alarm, like I'm going to bed early because I'm getting up early, or okay today I'm sleeping in or I might take a nap. Um, but when you have babies and you're nursing, you can't do that. And so I think it's that. Um, it's just it's just really hard. It's hard on your body too. It you is. know, it is. It is. Yeah. Is fun. Yeah. Like I said, I looked a year out when she was one, about one year out to start training and thinking about wrapping my head around doing a fifty miler. Mhm. Mhm. That's a good time. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and and you know that sounds like wow, that's so long, but you almost have to do that in a way. I feel like. Um, yes. So. Yeah. It, does. it really does. You think it's a long
1: time, but it'll be here before you know it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And already I'm like, oh my goodness, Badger is going to be here in two months. Like I'm about right. to um, hit my like peak time and then taper. And I was looking at, it, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. Like mm-hmm, Yeah.
0: You will be. Yeah. You will be. You will. yeah. For yeah. Sure. You're going to rock it. And you've done the distance before. Yes. Now you get to yeah. go try it
2: again and try and. No. Yeah. 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 I think they're all like five, six miles apart, which is really okay. pretty cool, good. I feel like, that yeah, that's good. not bad. And again, I know the course. So, you know, yeah. if anything goes wrong, I can call my husband and be like, meet me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Come so pick close. me up. Yeah. <laughs> so to give me up. You'll meet me at the finish line. But yeah. 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 That's awesome.
1: Okay. Before we let you go, we have a couple of quick, like, rapid fire questions okay. for you. Okay. So, the first one is what is a secret hobby?
2: A secret hobby. Oh, I don't really think I have any. I'm boring. I don't know. <laughs> <No. Okay. laughs> Something you like? I like to bake. Okay. You say I, like, I like to bake and like meal playing on. You know, that's really important to me, like my nutrition. um, And like getting new baking recipes and yeah. doing that. Good. Cool. That's a good hobby. I love it's baking. It's yeah. And I love sweet. All the carbs, right? We need all yeah. the carbs. Yeah.
0: So, what's like your favorite thing to bake, real quick?
2: <laughs> um, it would be desserts. Yeah, muffins. Like, I love doing different muffins, and then I have them for pre-run in yeah. the morning. Perfect. That cool. um, okay. But I also enjoy like making sure, tr- like, planning nutritious meals for my family, even though they don't appreciate them. Sometimes they do, but you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um,
0: okay. Um, where would you go in the world? If you could go anywhere right now,
2: oh, we've traveled a lot. Like we spent a month in Europe. I know you've spent time there too, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and i was to take our kids back there. I don't know if that will ever happen. But um, right, I would love to go. We actually one thing that I haven't been was Alaska, and we, we talked about doing that and taking the kids and doing hiking and stuff um, in the summer. Goes. And that really sounds like camping. But can your husband take time off nope. this summer?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so literally last summer, I packed up the car and the tent and took my two kids and went camping and hiking. Wow.
0: And nice. Good for really you.
2: Well. Good for you. We do take like a trailer and go in the fall for like a half a week and he goes then. Cool. But yeah, probably not. So I don't know. Maybe when they're older, I'll take them. Yeah. Yeah. A little more yeah. self-sufficient that way. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite food? Oh, I, I love to eat. I love all food really do. Um, I would say my favorite, not food would be sushi. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I love, I love Mexican. I love, (laughs) I love trying different foods. I really will. I'll try anything. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
2: Okay. So your
0: favorite way to take care of yourself, like self-care um, besides running? Yeah.
2: Um, hot Epsom salt baths mm. and that's like recovery. So I'll do that and like painting my nails or doing like facial. I just got, I'm trying like these gold mid thirties guys. Um, gold eye masks that have like collagen in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Anyways. So kind of things like that, skin care. Usually once a week, I try to take time if it's like kind of an off day on running to take care of myself a little bit. My feet always look terrible. I'm probably always missing a toenail. Um, But it feels so good though. Like sometimes literally
0: I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like putting on lotion and I'm like, wow, this feels so nice. And you know, like it's rare.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just too. Like, I have this like microderma abrasia type thing that I'll do to my face like once a week or do something, do just something different with my skincare that you don't have time for every day. And then i yeah. Yeah. I awesome. Little things. Awesome. Yeah. So much. Well,
0: yeah. Anika, it was amazing talking to you. Such yeah. a pleasure and a joy. And you're a joy. And well, so thank you
2: for I'm being Sandra, you. Like, over here. Honestly, I am. <laughs> so humble and i'm like oh, my favorite podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes that i talk about you're, all the time <sighs> you're definitely
1: qualified to be before
2: on before i finish have you guys heard of this book no my mommy runs no you have to get it it is precious so somebody sent it to me and it's it's so precious but it talks about when in here we're talking about running um And it says, to run for charity or to have clarity, my mommy runs. you you? Yeah, to help a friend run a race with no need for first place, my mommy runs. Oh, I
1: love that.
2: Yeah,
0: cool, okay,
2: I'll like link to that. Yeah, Um, yeah, look it up and link to it, every runner mommy. My kids love this, and then my husband reads it, and he'll read and go, and my daddy runs. And they're like, <laughs> oh, mommy wrote it. <laughs> liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, does awesome. Cool. That's
0: awesome. Well, thank you so much, Annika, and thanks for all your encouragement of us and the podcast. You know, and and just keep doing your thing. We're excited to see how um Badger Mountain fifty miler. Yes. That's the right name, right? That yeah, how that goes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. we we'll let you know. All right. Well, you guys have a good day. Yeah, you too. Okay, thanks. Thank
1: Bye. Annika was so much fun to talk to. She is so inspiring. Just everything that she's gone through to even start running and to continue to run and for it to be like or to become such a huge part of her life. I mean, coaching helping her community, race directing, ultra runner. Like it's amazing. And I just, mm-hmm. it was so fun to talk with her because we haven't had a guest on the podcast in a while. Um, it was just kind of like a nice, like get back into it kind of vibe.
0: Totally was. Yeah. And she understands your life too, Steph, which is pretty yeah. cool. The farming life, mm-hmm. you know, like how hard is it is. Tough.
1: Yeah. It is. You guys are amazing. It's hard. But yeah. yeah, And I love that she's just like worked it out and that um, she's made, or she's given herself grace. Like, oh, I can do this stroller run for 30 minutes or a, a walk with my kids and I'll get the rest done on the treadmill. Cause I feel like a lot of my runs are divided mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially when Aaron's not home um, as much, like when her husband is gone farming too. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just whatever way you can get it in, get it in, you know,
0: Hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. So good. Such good stuff. Yeah. We hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Remember to subscribe to this podcast
1: mm-hmm.
0: and rate and review us. That helps people find us. You can also subscribe to treeline journals newsletter found at treelinejournal.com. We send out one email a week with the latest articles and episodes. So you can stay in touch and
1: You can find us on Instagram at runhardmomhardpod. You can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com or you can leave us a voice message using the anchor link in the show notes below. And we would love to hear from you any way you reach out. Don't forget to go to Treeline Coffee and get your Run Hard Mom Hard coffee blend. Um, You can use code RUNHARD10 for 10% off of all of their coffee blends. And it includes subscriptions. So every time you get a subscription, you get 10% off, which would be really awesome. And it's like the best coffee in the whole world we all need it to fuel up. So go get it.
0: Yes. Hope you're all doing well this January, which honestly, January's are a little bit hard for me. I don't know. It's like know. post-holiday blues, maybe funky illness.
1: Yeah. I you know, know, my
0: melancholy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, we hope you're all well, go get after it. Seize the day you got this and you are strong.
1: Uh huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yum. What kind You're eating m ms I have to eat ice cream. What ice cream is that? Rocky road. Oh, yum. Snack time. We haven't had snack time in a while.
0: <laughs> Nikki and Steph snack <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wow. feel like I'm finally starting to slow down my hair loss. Oh. I don't know what, for whatever reason, this one has been like insane amounts. Mm, me too.
0: Mm, Wait, I have slowed down, but it was bad. And it was like, there was hair everywhere over everywhere. everyone,
1: like, like just my hair. bumps of it on my blanket. And I'm like, this is so gross. Mm-hmm. My cold coffee from this morning.
0: <laughs> French press. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> distract me from my dog you like can't i'm gonna block your screen i can't see you I'll um as she's eating ice cream <laughs> while i'm talking <laughs> sorry um keep listening <laughs> you go first I just put a whole bunch of m's in my mouth oh, you.